You jump in. Champ de Blasio, by the way, I see that you're on. Uh, I saw a recent Facebook conversation you and I had about music. I got stuff for you today. I got stuff for you, Champ. Uh, if you uh, will chick, uh, stick around till the uh, second half of the show, uh, I think you'll uh, uh, like it very, very much. Um, and that's the third part of the show is we uh, recommend a one artist or one album, sometimes two. Uh, one artist or one piece of music of our vast vinyl album and CD collection. And I've got something really great and fun today uh, that I think, uh, I think people get a kick out of. So I've got that. Uh, we also uh, answer your questions and uh, comment back on your comments. We comment on a comment. Comment on a comment. Uh, as you make them here on um, the aforementioned social media sites. And uh, usually sometimes we have some weird knickknack uh, something laying around the house, some autographs, some memorabilia, some piece of fluff that we share with you and try to weave a story around. Uh, hello, Tina and Mike. Hello, Sergey. Is it Sergey? I'm sorry. Is it Sergey or Sergey? I think it's Sergey. You know how many good friends I have, and I mean good friends, that I know strictly from social media? The social media has probably turned out to be not what we all thought that it could be at the uh, dawn of the social media revolution. I mean, uh, Facebook started in 2007. Twitter, you know, and uh, like a lot of adults, I didn't pay much attention to it the first couple of years. Uh, Twitter uh, starting, I forget exactly when, but it did. Uh, and it hasn't been Kevin Roberts. Hello, sir. Hello, Colonel. It hasn't really turned out to be the, um, uh, the uh, positive benefit on planet Earth that we thought it could be, although there are some positives. Now, some of the positives is, uh, hello, Solomon Diaz. Uh, some of the positives are uh, close new friends like Solomon Diaz, who um, I've met at JP's Comedy Club, very funny guy, Solomon Diaz. Uh, we're able to uh, commune more. Uh, that's Reverend Colonel Liu. Kevin Roberts, who is both a reverend and a colonel, and is the guy who sponsored me into the Kentucky Colonel, so I'm a colonel too. And now I'd like to be a pepper. And Kevin, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Uh, Kevin Roberts up in Detroit, uh, Champ de Blasio, who I've never met, but, uh, uh, have admired very much so from, um, our time, uh, uh, commuting, writing back and forth to one another on social media. Uh, the Lawsons, man, Tina and Mike, people I've known from, um, Mike Lawson, who I've known from since I was just a little bitty baby, uh, just since I was about 10 years old, uh, back in Hale Springs, Missouri. That is one of the benefits. Uh, Sergey Putin is also someone who I've never met. But I have um, really enjoyed seeing his postings and conversations on social media. That's the positive. I don't need to go into the negative. You know what the negative is. Uh, man, I put up a post today. And I actually put it up late last night. And it said, saying you don't believe in the pandemic is like saying you don't believe in tornado. Trying to be pithy. According to uh, a mean old man who lives in my neighborhood who quit the uh, board of directors and is now trying to get me kicked off the board of directors by having other people run against me, uh, uh, I'm not funny. But uh, you're not funny. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I put up. <laughs> trying to be pithy at least. People who don't believe in the pandemic, saying you don't believe in the pandemic is like saying you don't believe in tornado. Um, and there was uh, several comments on it, almost all of them in agreement and one woman put up, so true, I've lost so many loved ones. That's what the woman put up. The woman who comments on a regular basis. And then a guy who I think I've met once or twice in the greater Scottsdale area in years past, 
uh, more of a tech guy. Uh, he, um, he then put up there, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I, I, I blocked so many people. Let's talk about blocking in just a moment. But I thought, what kind of guy sits there in his house or in his backyard or wherever and reads social media posts? And when a woman posts, I've lost so many loved ones to the disease, thinks it's a good idea to go, no, you didn't. I mean, sweet Jesus Marie. I mean, I have gone on strangers' posts and said some ignorant stuff, but I've never done that. And that's what it turns us into a lot. Uh, Kippen Brown says, MySpace turned into my Facebook where you can one day Instagram me instead of email me. But if you'd like, hold on, I got to read the rest of this. <laughs> but if you'd like, you ask, WhatsApp? <laughs> WhatsApp? I love it. 2020, Murder Hornets, Greek Hurricane, and now, wait for it, Zoom Dick. Yeah, there is a, um, a uh, story that's making the rounds right now that Jeffrey Tubin, a very respected and smart legal analyst, uh, has been uh, temporarily suspended, or maybe permanently, I don't know, from New Yorker magazine, and uh, also is taking a leave of absence from CNN, where he's been their main legal consultant for many years, for um, showing his penis in a Zoom meeting. Now, Jeffrey Tubin claims it was an accident. He thought that he had the uh, camera muted and the microphone muted, and he didn't. I don't think he was up there waving around, going, woo, woo, look at me, look at me. Uh, I don't think it was that. But uh, my pithy rejoinder to any of that is that Jeffrey Tubin temporarily suspended for accidentally showing his penis on Zoom, yet Trump shows his ass every day on TV and still has his gig. So, uh... <laughs> Oh, wait, I got to finish reading the rest of Kevin Brown's comment. To that, I tell you, just shut up and let's just Snapchat. See right there. Now, Kevin Brown wants to uh, chat about snaps. And I don't know what that means. And this is important to the show today, what I just waved in front of me. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, I've started blocking quite a few people. There was a time when I didn't block anyone. There was a time I didn't block anyone. At all. Because I wanted to hear all sides. But then I realized there was something that is basically a troll. I've had a guy in my own neighborhood with this whole board of directors things call me a cockroach and a human cockroach. And I go, I don't need to talk to this guy. A guy who threatens to sue me all the time. I go, I don't need to talk to this guy. I don't need to talk to him. There's no need for it. There's a lot of people who I massively respect who have opinions that are polar opposite of mine. Political beliefs, polar opposite of mine. Cultural ideas completely different than mine that I could talk with without having to see what I saw today. There was no call for it. But I tell you what, most people don't do it to your face. Man, when I was a kid, you hang out in a bar, somebody said, fuck you. The next thing that happened was fuck you too. And there was a, a bar fights, by the way, were always, were always funny. And I tell you why, because there was a reasonable expectation they'd get broke up rather quickly by the bouncers you know so i noticed over time that sometimes people were tougher in bars than they were other places and people sure in the hell are a lot tougher on facebook perhaps me too i don't know i don't know um let's get into the stuff sullivan are you gonna come in here i've got uh, one of my co-hosts here today uh sullivan sullivan uh, ramirez my grandson 
We got a full house, man. My daughter's out visiting. It's so it was so cool this morning. So cool in this house this morning because uh, my daughter was downstairs teaching her class and my grandson was upstairs uh, in one of the rooms uh, learning on his class. And there he is. Say hi, Sullivan. And, um, and uh, you know, and we got dogs running around. It's nice out. And Shirley and I are bopping around. She's trying to make eggs, but then running up to help Sullivan. And I go, I go, this is great. I mean, that I get to do this this point in my life. Sullivan, if you can find it, do you know where Ray is? We're looking for Ray. For those of you who know or don't know, if you bring him on camera here, Sullivan, there we go. Be gentle with him. That is, uh, <laughs> bring him over here so people can see him. Now, there we go. <laughs> that is, <laughs> all right, that's good. Thank you. He's going to bite you. That is Ray the Wonder Cat. Uh, many of you know the story of Ray about what now, Cheryl, six, seven weeks ago? Eight. Eight weeks ago, my uh, wife was uh, in Casa Grande. Uh, she was in Casa Grande, and she was leaving uh, a family member's house, and there was a dumpster next to it because of construction. And now I know the full story. First, he goes, I found a cat in a dumpster, but it was trying to get out of the dumpster. It was less than a day old, still had its umbilical cord attached. It crawling out. And Shirley then grabbed it, fished it out of the dumpster, brought it home, and you just saw him here. He's now eight weeks old and healthy as a horse. He might be a horse. It actually might be a very small, hairy horse. We don't know. But for those of you who have been following the progress of Ray the Wonder Cat, knowing that the rules of the universe say, even if you don't like animals, if you're walking by a dumpster, and someone's throwing an animal in it, you must rescue that animal. That those are the laws of the universe. By the way, they don't apply to a hobo. The hobo's asleep in a dumpster, probably where he lives. That you have to rescue him. We have rescued, uh, yeah, Solomon, he's had a few names, Ray, Ray the Wildcat. Uh, I had a name I gave him initially that we dropped because people thought it would uh, give him a complex. Uh, we've now named him uh, Ray the Wondercat because... Um, He's a wonder because he's alive. And I tell you what, the way he's bugging these dogs, it'll be a wonder if he makes it a year because he thinks these dogs are his play toys, and they are not. Anyway, Ray is doing well. Ray is doing great. Let's see what the other comments are we got here. Kevin Brown says, bouncers are people's safety net. Like talking shit inside their car but never in an elevator. I love that. People do. They'll talk shit in their car but never on an elevator. They will challenge when someone says i'm bereaved because i've lost people you know who you are you're watching someone goes i've lost so many they go no you didn't they wouldn't do it in an elevator they just wouldn't maybe that should be the standard kevin brown you might have hit on something would you say what you say on social media if you were in an elevator with someone would you say what you say on social media if they were standing there with two of their friends Kirk Nurmi, I am sorry I did not make. I know there was a great show last night at Stir Crazy Comedy Club uh, where my uh, partner and friend in uh, not crime but comedy, Jim Perry, opened uh, and it was uh, Overcoming Jody Area starring Kirk Nurmi. Kirk, where are you right here? I saw you here. Uh, and I missed you guys too. I missed you guys very much. I hope you do the show again. I hope uh, I get a chance to see it. Tina Mike say, uh, be drinking with each other next day and fighting the night before. You know, we can go into our childhood here if you want to. <laughs> Mr. Lawson. <laughs> Fred Scott says, hooray, Ray. Um, let's see. Kirk Nermie said, how did the horse become a measure of health? Um, because um, 
Well, they tried writing, um, they tried writing the goats and they collapsed. And then they tried writing, um, I'm making this up, but they rode a horse and it still kept standing, healthy as a horse. I don't know. I don't know the entomology of it, Kirk. You've got a college degree. Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me? Now, the other thing that's going on right now that I want to talk about before we get to the music, yes, I could talk about Donald Trump, and I've already talked about rudeness, so there's no sense doing that again. Uh, and I hope you're staying safe. You know, I hope you're wearing masks. I had to go to the doctor today. Nothing big, nothing major. I had to go to a doctor, see a doctor. No, I was trying to score some speed. No, that's not true. <laughs> true. Um, and I forgot my mask. Forgot my mask. And generally, there's masks all over my car, but we've kind of cleaned out some of that. And we've had a few people with us in the last couple of days, family members. And I forgot a mask. Oh, here's one. We got one in the car. And I had no mask. Naked face. I was barebacking through southern Arizona. And I walked in. As soon as I walked in, he went, sir. And I go, I forgot my mask. I need to purchase one. And they go, well, we have them for sale. I, I said, I need a mask. I figured they'd give me one. It's a damn doctor's office. They got plenty of masks. It's a doctor's office. They go, we'll sell you one. Sell me one. So um, I said, okay. And they had two types on sale. Paper ones. They said, we got a paper one. We got cloth ones for $5. I said, all I got is a credit card. They go, the cloth ones are cash. The woman said, I'm selling them myself. And I don't know how uh, well this doctor's office is doing if uh, the receptionist is, is uh, hustling um, homemade masks. But so I had to buy one. It cost a dollar. And it was the worst damn mask because instead of having ear loops, I had to tie it in the back and it was just, ugh. So um, I went through that and then I came home and I found this. I want to show it to you. Can you see that? That looks like a, that looks like a snake head. Let me show it to you. There's a snake head. What is this? Do you know what this is? This is a human bone. It is a, a part of a clavicle. This was in a human being one time who struggled and strived just like you and I do. He died. Somehow he got hunked up instead of buried. And you can buy, uh, you can buy human bones online. You can buy human bones. Now, I know I could have ended up, and Kelly Wilson, I think you were a part of this. Kelly Wilson is here. Hey, Kelly. Way back when I was in high school, me and I don't know if it was you, Kelly, and possibly Craig, Decided to try to sell our bodies for science so we could score more alcohol and uh, um, other, uh, uh, other illicit chemicals and compounds because we, we get 600 or 1200 bucks. We sold our body to science. That way, when we died, they got us and they could hunk us up for experiments. I don't <laughs> But um, I think we got really drunk and we were in the city and we were college kids and uh, we couldn't find a place to sell our bodies. I think we actually went to some place to watch university. Go, hey, we will sell our bodies to science, man. Hey, man, we'd like to sell our bodies to science. You know, how much money are we getting? They just threw us out. But apparently, whoever was the original owner of this clavicle, me and Wayne, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was Wayne Schrader. I think Craig or Sam. It had to be Kelly Wilson. Either you had to be involved, and you don't want to admit it now because you're a respectable human being, and I don't blame you. Uh, it had to be a combination of me and you and our Wayne and our Craig and our Sam that went down to Washington University trying to sell our bodies uh, science so we could buy uh, uh, marijuana and beer and get a whole bunch of it. Anyway, whoever had this clavicle succeeded. 
Keller Williams says, I had the card. And it had to be you. It had to be you. And, to, and it ended up on the floor. My house is kind of, there's a little office full of all sorts of, you know, toys and games and records and CDs and all this stuff in here. And also the human bone that I just kind of have sit on my desk and I flip around sometime. I was joking my wife one year when she's, what do you want for Christmas? I went, a human bone. And she actually got me one. One of my dogs got a hold of it and ate it. And the dog was Chica, the Chihuahua. The Chihuahua. No, she didn't eat it all because I found it. Now, I give these damn dogs bones and treats all day. These, are, these dogs are more spoiled than anybody you could possibly imagine, more than most human beings. Somehow, she found this human bone, my human bone, not the one from in my body because they couldn't sell it to science because, uh, Kelly, let's admit it. You just, I think, Kelly, you might have went with us trying to talk. You, Kelly, used to go with us a lot of places trying to talk us out of whatever we were doing. You don't want to go, no, don't do that, guys. You don't want to be a wet blanket, but you would try to reason with us as we were off getting ready to do something insane so that by the time we got there, we decided not to or not try that hard. My dog ate a hunk off my human bone. So if you want to know, people are going, what should we get Tony for Christmas? I know you're thinking that. And a lot of you are going, bobblehead, get him a bobblehead. He likes bobbleheads. You know, I would like another, a new human bone. Because my dog just ate my bone. My dog ate my bone. You heard about the old excuse, my dog ate my homework. In this case, my dog Chica ate my human bone. There's nothing in this house that really belongs to me. Nothing at all. Uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Wilson said pierced ears, earrings. Are you want to talk about the time we all got our ears pierced? At Sam's trailer? When the girls were hanging out with us, did it? with, uh, And they put ice on it, and then mine got all infected. And then I used to wear like a, a, a cross, a hanging cross. And I didn't pass out drunk on a pillow and I'd get up and hooked to the pillow and I'd scream. You want me to talk about that? You want me to talk about what happened in 1972? No, I won't. Uh, but I will talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, by the way, I want to tell you something. We got great shows every weekend all the time. This weekend at JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road in Gilbert, Arizona. It is a Brian Kahatsu who is a warming up for his dry bar special. Very funny Great guy, local comic, Brian Kahatsu. Okay, we'll be doing uh, what is right now uh, one of the benchmarks in comedy specials, uh, the Dry Bar special. They're filmed in uh, Utah, um, and they're like the hot thing to do right now. Uh, Arizona's own Brian Kahatsu will be doing one, and he'll be doing uh, work. He'll be headlining JP's uh, this weekend. JP's this weekend. So uh, you want to check that out. Tonight, by the way, I will be at JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com holding a free audit to my um, stand-up comedy workshop. Stand-up comedy workshops, 7.30 p.m. If you're in the greater Phoenix area and you're looking for something to do tonight, safe social distancing, distancing, no charge, no hard sell. If you like what you hear, like what you see, we will uh, get you signed up and you'll join us for five weeks. But I'll be there if you'd like to come by and say hi. Uh, some other people have joined in here. Uh, will Flanagan, uh, uh, one, uh, one-time great reporter with the Arizona Republic. Now on his own independently and producing uh, uh, some great social media content. Bob Rocky's here. Cheryl, Bob Rocky has decided to show up. Now, Bob did a show in Prescott, Arizona. And that's how it's, Pres it's Prescott, not Prescott. Prescott, Arizona, I believe, Saturday night. Maybe it was Friday. And he called me because he was nervous. 
as I have done a hundred times before a show. Reach out to someone. Because I was nervous. Okay? And I talked to him. And my daughter happened to be sitting there with me. We were sitting on the back porch. I gave him the pep talk that had been given me a hundred times when I was nervous before a show somewhere in the country. Call a friend, call a buddy, call a pal, call a mentor, call somebody. You know, go, hey, man, I'm just kind of freaking out about this show. And uh, this morning or yesterday, my daughter said to me, hey, that guy who called me is nervous. Did he call you after and tell you how it was? And I said, no, you never get that call. You never get the thank you, man. Your talk helped me really be able to get out there and kick it out. We only get the call, oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, all of a sudden my pants don't fit because I've been eating like a pig because uh, my inner self-loathing still hasn't been worked through and now my addiction has moved on to food. No, you never get that call. The way to go, thank you. Thank you, masked man. That's why the Lone Ranger existed, just to get the thank you. But Bob, I'm glad you killed. And by I killed, I'm assuming you said that people laughed real hard and you didn't uh, do something untoward on the highway headed home. Let's get to the music. I promised Champ de Blasio I'd have something special for him today. And here it is. You can't really make that out. I'm going to show it to you on YouTube. Okay, you can kind of see the album art. And what this is, it is simply called 1957 Starlight Drive-In. This was a series of two-sided, of uh, double albums that was put out by something called the Starlight Drive-In, uh, and this was the rock and roll era, and these were digital remasters, but still vinyl. And what this is, is 1957, many of the major hits of 1957. And, you know, when you think about the great rock and roll era of the 50s, you don't really assign a year. Now, I was two years old in 1957, which means that when I was just a little bitty baby and my mama was a rocking me in that cradle back in old, old St. Louis, uh, these songs were coming out of the radio. And these are some of the songs that came out in 1957 that still resonate and reverberate today and are still being cut by artists today. They were made in the 50s, but many of them were revered by the uh, rock era in the 60s and 70s into the 80s, all the way into uh, the music of today. So much as was sampled. Side one, whole lot of shaking going on by Jerry Lewis came out in 1957. Come Go With Me by the Dell Vikings. What a great doo-wop tune. I'm Walking by the legendary, legendary Fats Domino. Champ, you were a sophomore in high school. This was your stuff, man. This is what you and your buddies were listening to in the car. I'm Walking by Fats Domino. Beautiful song. Keep a Knocking by Little Richard. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Happy, happy birthday by the Tune Weavers. I'm not familiar with the one. At the Hop by Danny and the Juniors. Wake Up Little Susie by the Everly Brothers. C.C. Ryder by Chuck Willis. The original Jim Dandy. My generation knew it from Black Oak, Arkansas. Uh, Laverne Baker. Susie Q. My generation knew it in the 60s from Creedence Clearwater Revival. Done by Dale Hawkins. Side three kicks off with another great Jerry Lee Lewis hit, Great Balls of Fire. Then one of the greatest doo-wop songs in the history of doo-wop, Little Darling. Oh, Little Darling. Searching by the Coasters. Mr. Lee. Side four kicks off with a man who um, probably without him, rock music wouldn't be what it was. 
Buddy Holly's Peggy Sue. School Days by Chuck Berry. Definitely rock and roll. And be what rock and roll was our rock music or pop music in America for the last 50, 60, 70 years. School Day, up in the morning and off to school. Young Blood by the Coasters. Party Doll by Buddy Knox, which I love. Come along and be my party doll. Short Fat Fanny and Could This Be Magic. All in 1957. Now, here's the weird thing is so many people still know these songs. Some of these songs are still played. These songs are redone. Buddy Holly is still cut by artists today. Jerry Lewis, there will be few that ever come across our path again like Jerry Lee. So many great songs that came out in 1957. And we've just got them lumped together as the 50s. But they stayed with us even after many of these people passed on to their careers faded. So what am I going to recommend, man? I should recommend a whole album, but I just want to find something here just to give you an idea of what the doo-wop era was like. I'm going to recommend two from this. Little Darling by the Diamonds. A little darling. Hup, hup, hup. And um, Party Doll by Buddy Knox. Sure, I could go with the Jerry Lewis or the Buddy Holly or the Fats Domino, you know, or the Biggers or At the Hop. But if we go with those, Little Darling, and Party Doll, you'll really hear what doo-wop was about. you really hear what kids, were, what teenagers were listening to at that time. And when you listen to them, I want you to think about them. Because you see teenagers today, with their windows rolled down and music, and we go, but I want you to think back to the 50s. I want you to think back to my buddy Champ. Maybe he had a buddy with a drop top car. He had those... Cars, you probably had cars from the 40s because they were used cars. Maybe somebody got to borrow their dad's 56 Chevy or 57 Ford Fairlane 500. Drive around on a Saturday night with the windows down. This was the music coming out of the cars. This was the music you turned up to let people know that you were there. Because that's what a lot of that is about. Uh, Little Darling by the Diamonds and Party Doll by Buddy Knox. Champ says, I saw many of those performers my first concert, the Alan Freed Rock and Roll Show in Pittsburgh. What memories? Jesus Christ, that is one of the most legendary uh, concerts in the history of rock and roll. Alan Freed being the legendary DJ that helped usher in rock and roll and have it spread through America via radio. And Champ, you were there. So kudos to you, sir. Present at, present at the dawn, present at the creation. You think about it, that's what they were listening to. Ten years later, 1967, totally different sound. But the same thing, 67, 77, young people, America, cars, music. And that's what we got to preserve. That's the freedom. That's the freedom. America, Saturday night, cars, music. What did you listen to? driving around on Saturday night when you were 15, 16, 17 years old. What did you listen to? What was the music that grabbed you and made you feel like somebody when you listened to it? That was the music in 1957. We'll find out more as we go down. I've got some other things like that. We'll talk about that more later on. All right, that's our show for today. I showed you a chewed up human bone. A dog who ate a human bone exists in my house. Uh, Ray the Wonder Cat uh, fine and healthy. You saw uh, my grandson Sullivan. Told you about my day. Told you about what I think needs to be done. Um, maybe manners-wise with uh, uh, with social media. Maybe I'm not the one to talk about that. But uh, that's all the things we talked about. We'll be back tomorrow. 
Hold on, there's something jumped up here. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. That's it. That's all. We're gone. Bye-bye.